Views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, I want to welcome you. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Wow. Thank you for being so patient for us to get started here today. Um, and, you know, we're trying some new technology out and, uh, sounds like it's working really, really well. Of course, we did wait till Mercury moved from wherever it was going, uh, to where it needed to be. But I want to just thank all of you for being so patient. And we've got an amazing show. Just absolutely amazing show for all of you tonight. Um, you know, some days I kind of have to pinch myself and think about how did I get here? You know, what was it um, that I in my life that I was paying attention to? Because I get to chat with people like my guests tonight. You know, I'm so honored and thrilled to have uh, Debbie Hanahan ta- uh, joining us here tonight on the show. You know, what can you say about people like Debbie? What, what, what can we say? You know, each of us, each of us is on a pathway. We're on a journey. Sometimes you may think to yourselves, I don't know. This is not the pathway I would have chosen for myself. But other times you might think, wow, this is so much what I love about my life and what I'm doing and how it all comes together. Um, you know, what I want to say is, I just got finished with her book, Closer Than You Think. I probably have more questions tonight than I have time to ask. But one of the things that I do know, anyone that has ever been out there that has lost someone that has been dear to them, any time that you may be walking down the street and you see a shiny penny on the ground or a penny heads up or there are things that are out there that you think, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that Robin is trying to get in my door. Did you ever stop to think, wow, maybe that's a sign from someone that used to be in this earth skin and has now moved on? Today, I get to chat with this amazing author, you know, this person that has been communicating with her dead sister for over 20 years. She's founder of Closer Than You Think, which is a national resource for after-death communications, grief management, and learning how to live a more spiritually fulfilled life. 
She has her own weekly radio show and has appeared on Lifetime Television and been on ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, and a whole lot of other places. We are so honored to have her join us here tonight. Tonight, you're going to figure out how you can recognize these signs, dreams, messages, what it's like to have a dialogue with somebody that is that has moved on. But how about all that anger? How about the guilt? How about the grief? What do you do with that? Debbie, welcome to the show. It is so good to have you here. I'm so honored and thrilled you can join me tonight. It's great to have you. Thank you, Dr. Pat. It is fantastic to be here. Thank you for the great introduction, too. This is definitely calling, a topic that is near and dear to my heart. So it's, No kidding. No kidding. I'm calling you Debbie. Is that okay? That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you you can call me Patty if you want. Benny calls me pistol packing Patty, but you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. Who knows where these things come from? I, I wanted to ask you a question. Um I wanted to start out by asking about your journey. You know, I said earlier in the show, I mean, honestly, I've talked about how I got here doing radio now. This is my 10th year, right? But I, I feel sometimes that, you know, our life path is put in front of us. And there there are opportunities for us to say yes, for us to say no, and for us to say maybe. And, you know, you started your book out talking about faith. And I wanted to ask you, how did this life path choose you? It's a great, great question, and it it's amazing. I feel very blessed, and I, I love everything that you said, that, you know, we all have our own journey. We're here to learn from the experiences that we go through. We may go down a path and think, mm, that's not really for us, go down another path and feel a little bit more comfortable with that and a little bit more excitement. But the way I look at it is no matter what path we choose, that is the right path for us at that time. And Maybe we only stay on that path for a couple of days, a couple of months, a couple of years, and then we switch the path and find our calling. And for me, you know, I've always, I was 15 when my sister passed away, and it has, it's now 26 years, so time flies. Mm-hmm. Um, but she had come to me, you know, at that age, I, I was pretty young, and I didn't really understand death. And I didn't know how to deal with it. I was in denial for a while. I was in anger. I really believed that she would come back, um, and obviously she didn't. But within a couple weeks, uh, a month maximum, she had appeared to me at my bedside at night, and she whispered her, she whispered my name, just as she had done whenever she was sick, because I used to sleep on her floor in her bedroom to help her in the middle of the night when she was very ill. And so she whispered it the same way that she had always done. So of course I woke up right away. And I saw her standing there by my bedside, and I was so excited because I thought, yeah, I knew she was going to come back. (laughs) When I reached out to touch her, um, you know, she had disappeared, and I, you know, that was it. I I went back to, you know, I sort of hid under the covers. The next day I woke up and just started talking to her saying, are you okay? Why did you come? What happened? You know, what was that all about? And little did I know uh, I just started talking to her about everything and anything, maybe my day. You know, I would say, hey, Kath, my day really stinks today. I could use a hug from you. And, you know, then all of a sudden I would hear her favorite song on the radio just at that moment. Or someone would walk by me and they'd smile at me or they'd compliment me. Hey, you know, 
you have such pretty hair or something would happen. And I'd think, oh, my goodness, there was my hug that I just asked for. And I started to recognize these things. And they're all small synchronicities that happen. And a lot of people want to believe, but a lot of people also look at those things and think, oh, that was just a coincidence. That couldn't have been, you know, my loved one. And what I want to say to everyone is just know that they are out there and they are around us all of the time, sprinkling beautiful, unconditional love upon us so that we can make it through our life to the best that we can, so that we can be strong enough to follow our life path and to do the things that make our hearts spin. And, you know, whether you want to share your stories and your synchronicities or the feelings that you get Um, Whenever you try to talk to your loved one, whether you want to share that or not doesn't matter because it's your own experience. So I know that a lot of people don't feel comfortable talking about those things. And I always say to people, take what feels right to you. It's not, there's no right or wrong. Take what feels right to you and just allow yourself to enjoy that experience and be in it because it's very loving. It's Mm -hmm. very peaceful. It's very comforting. And for me, it has given me so much strength in my life. And so I've had this connection with my sister forever. And in fact, I thought being at age 15, I thought everybody did this. So that was the first person that I lost. So my grandparents at that time were still alive. And, you know, losing my sister, connecting with her, having her respond through synchronicities, having that all happen was miraculous for me. It was beautiful. And I thought everyone did that when someone passed away. Little did I know, whenever I start talking about it to people, they looked at me like I had seven heads because this was a long time ago. It's a little bit more open these days. Right, right. But I, you know, I just continued forward. And when I got uh, into my early 30s, so about 10 years ago, you know, I just had a calling within me. And I've always wanted to help people, do something to help people along in their life, to help people look at life differently and to realize that no matter what experience you go through, even if it appears awful on the surface, beneath that surface of illusion and the surface of pain are beautiful blessings and gifts. And it's a matter of us, like you said, making a choice. We can choose to do different things. When you're ready, it's about making a choice to look beneath that surface of pain and really be open to seeing the gifts and blessings in, yes, the death of someone, as well as other tragic things that may happen in your life, because there really are blessings in every experience. It's a matter of us trying to coach ourselves along and to look at things a little bit differently. You know, it's really fascinating to me, um, and thank you so much for sharing that, because I've often thought to myself, you know, as I get to speak to a lot of people, this is my 10th year doing this. I've interviewed close to 7,000, I think actually 7,200 people, and yeah. Um, yeah, who knew? I dialed the wrong phone number. That's how I got here. Um, I love it. No, that's, that, was a, that was divine. <laughs> right, exactly. And and I am always in awe. I mean, I am always in awe from one person to the next. And someone asked, they said to me, don't you ever get tired of this? I mean, how many interviews on that topic can you do? And here's what I find fascinating, especially after reading your book. 
we don't even know what we don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and I, I finished, I finished getting through the book and I thought, oh my gosh, you know, I at least have more information, not about something that you talk about every day, Debbie, but more information about how I can show up in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. But just in your everyday life, not even just related to losing a loved one. Right. Absolutely. Yep. And that well, was my purpose. So yeah. I felt, yeah, my sister came to me and said, you know, you need to write a book. And I thought, okay, sure. <laughs> I'm not really sure when I'll be able to do that, but I'm always open to guidance. And what I felt from it, it is truly, I'm just a delivery person. It, it truly is divine. And the purpose of it is to, yes, help people through the grieving process and also to open up their hearts and minds to what's beyond, you know, again, the pain. But it is also to help people think a little bit differently, to approach things in life a little bit differently, and to hopefully come away with some tools and ways that they can help improve their life day to day and help them get on their path that they're longing for. And maybe they don't know what that path is, but by doing certain things and thinking differently and shifting your energy and being more positive and, again, approaching things differently, your path is going to open up. Even if you don't know what that path is, it will open up to you and it will be brought to you. It's it's beautiful. It's miraculous. You know, there's one of the things that I I want to ask you about because um, I I just want to make sure I didn't miss it in the book. in, and I don't hear you talk about forgiveness, or if you do, it's not talked about, you know, it's not called out on purpose. Yeah. And right. I found that interesting for a reason, um, because I like what you just said earlier. I like what you talked about is looking at a situation and being able to see the nugget in it. Um mm-hmm. And and what I mean by that is, you know, there's a place of gratitude that we go to when we can find that nugget, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's a lost one or a job loss or anything. And I wanted to ask you about this, um, about this this relationship sometimes that we have between faith and forgiveness as we know it um, and what your thoughts on forgiveness might be. Mm. I'm so glad you brought that up because I will tell you, I I identified you know, just from years of working with different people and from my own experiences, of course, over the years, you know, I came up with what I call these 10 core fundamentals, and now I have 12, and the 11th one is forgiveness, and that absolutely is key. It is so important because, and it's a practice that us as humans have such a difficult time facing because when we're hurt, we want to blame someone yeah. and we yeah, want we to project everything, all of our emotions. We want to project that on someone. And when that happens, we're pulled down into a very low energy level. And forgiveness is the furthest thing from our minds. And I absolutely believe that we all have to work really hard at forgiving other people, but forgiving ourselves. Because, you know, a lot of people tend to... Uh, not want to forgive others because they can't even forgive themselves for maybe something that they think they've done or haven't. Right. And to me, forgiveness is a practice. It takes time and patience with yourself 
but it is absolutely necessary to really live a fulfilled life and to to really open yourself up to what could be really great. And it, it does coincide with faith. And, you know, the first chapter in the book is about faith because yes. to me, that, that's so important as well. If you don't believe, nothing will happen. So mm-hmm. it, that's fact. You're either going to believe or you don't. And so it's a matter of believing in your heart that the experience whatever that may be, again, a death of a loved one or something else, that experience really did happen for a reason, and it happened exactly the way it was supposed to. And even though we look at things and think, I should have, could have, would have, and, you know, we take on guilt and blame, um, it really did happen the way it's supposed to be. There are no mistakes, even though they may appear like there are. It's us going within and defining that faith and knowing that, Something good will come out of this at some point. And sometimes it's just to help us grow as an individual, help us grow and see things differently so that we're preparing for whatever comes next in our life. So I absolutely, forgiveness should be in that. It'll be in the next book. <laughs> but I well, absolutely believe that we need to I, all. You know, I, you know, and the reason that I ask you that question is uh, there's a couple of reasons. Let me just say what the first one is first off. And that is that. Um, forgiveness is hard to put in a, in a book in this context, the way you've written this book, because we don't really understand what it means in a sense. You know, I think most of us has grown up with this idea of forgiveness, um, that actually condones a behavior. Uh, so for example, you know, if you're in an abusive relationship with someone or you have a family member that's in an abusive relationship and maybe that ends up in death in some way, you know, forgiveness isn't, isn't about condoning an act. It's actually not even about communicating with another individual again. And I think this is where we get mixed up. Right. So in the context of this book, even though you don't call it out directly, you, you are talking about it from the experiences that you demonstrate in the book, which I actually think is is brilliant, mm-hmm. you know, the way you've done that. And it's important because most people can relate better whenever they can read an experience of someone else. It touches our hearts deeply. There's a story in there that will touch everyone in a different way. There's going to be at least something that is going to, you know, touch that person's heart and help them to really see things differently. And that was my purpose. I really wanted to get across that, you know, you can use this as a guidebook, you can use it as a tool, but it's really just about living life and being open to the experiences that you go through. And it, and I'm glad to hear that. So thank you for that feedback. Absolutely. And, you know, some of this is really fun. I mean, the, 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 the story that you tell about restoring your faith in reality TV yeah, <laughs> I, said I said, you know what? Absolutely. I'm right there with you. Let's yep. talk a little bit about it with our listeners. For the folks out there, you know, that that haven't gotten the book uh, closer than you think, um, you know, let's just let's just give people a little a snippet of of what's included in here, because some of this stuff is so fun right on. And, and this is serious business for a lot of folks, don't you think? Absolutely. Yep. So, so uh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Let's talk about this story, Restoring My Faith in Reality TV. Absolutely. So I am, uh, you know, there, obviously there's a lot of reality 
TV shows out there now. I think it's gotten a little out of hand, but, you know, it's all good. It's but all reality. Is, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But the ba- Bachelor and Bachelorette uh, program was one that I would occasionally watch. And the last one that I had watched, I was very intrigued from the very beginning because one of the uh, guys that were on the show, his name was Chris, he he talked about how, you know, he quit his job, he moved to help his dad um, because his mom was dying. And, uh, you know, on TV, this man, first of all, men, most men, not all, but a lot of men have a hard time expressing their emotions. But here's this beautiful man on TV in front of millions of viewers you know, expressing his um, emotions, showing his emotions. And I was really drawn by that. So I I was hooked to the TV, wanted to watch the whole show and how it played out. Well, he ended up being one of the two finalists on the show. And um, Allie, the bachelorette at that time, I believe it was Allie, if I recall. Yeah, yeah, um, right, right. she, She didn't choose Chris. She chose the other guy. But during the show, he had said, you know, that his mom would always, his mom said to him, I will come back to you through rainbows. And he shared that. And I mean, again, this is right up my alley. And I just sucked it all up. And I was just like, yeah, there's millions of people watching this. All right. So in the end, whenever she had told him, you know, she's picking the other guy, they showed him he leaves the hut where they were. It did not rain that day. It was not raining, but he walks out and here's this blue sky and this beautiful rainbow. And I have the goosebumps right now telling the story because I can just I, I just it. got them too. I just got yeah. the goosebumps too. Yeah. And so, you know, he saw the rainbow and, and it was amazing and Allie saw it too. And what I loved about it was I recognized it and I thought, boy, I hope everybody was paying attention so that they can see this, so that their eyes are opened to know that our loved ones will reach back to us and just give us that comfort and that invisible hug is what I like to call it whenever we're really low. And that was the rainbow for him that day. But the after the rose ceremony, I love that too, because Chris Harrison, who is the main guy on the show who runs it, you know, he brought attention to that at the very beginning of the after the rose ceremony. And I just thought, this is fantastic. I love you, God. Thank you for bringing this up because millions of people are watching this. And I hoped at that time that people embraced that and it opened up their eyes to see something different. And I just feel that things like this are happening on larger scales because uh, we need some love. We need to change the energy in this world. And from my perspective, the best way that we can do that is by reaching out and touching someone in heaven where there's unconditional love and beauty and just feeling that, bringing that down into our life because then it glows off of us. It spreads to those around us and it's really great. And that doesn't mean we don't have down days. I'm not going to try to paint a pretty picture. I have down days just like you and everybody else. But at the end of the day, we still appreciate ourselves, our life, the people around us, and all the blessings that we have, and it's a matter of recognizing that. So I loved, loved, loved that story because it reached millions of people. It did. It did. And, you know, it didn't get any poo-poo stuff on it. You know, and this is why I think that for people like you that have been doing this for so long, I mean, I don't, I, you know, I don't know if our listeners really understand what some of the challenges are 
uh, from, you know, that you face, uh, mm-hmm. in, in saying yes to this life path. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, I know because I've talked to so many on this and some of the stories, you know, now, thank goodness, through social media and so forth, um, you know, you're looked at as, as, is not someone that's different or strange. You know, pe- people look to say, please help me connect. Please help me see the signs. Yeah. Don't you think, Debbie, that that's one of the greatest changes that we've seen? Let me just do this before you answer that. I want to open up the phone lines to everyone on there that wants to join us. Is there someone that you'd like to connect with uh, on the show tonight, someone that's passed? Uh, or do you want to know how you can tell? If you're being touched by an angel, we have a toll-free number, 888-627-6008, toll-free tonight, 888-627-6008. Give us a call. Um, we will do our best to connect with all of you uh, tonight. Uh, before we go ahead as well, would you please give out your website so folks can know how to find out more about you um, and all the resources you have, the tools, and so forth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my website is www.painintopeace.com. So it's all about transferring your pain into peace and finding out how you can turn that pain around into good energy for yourself to live a more fulfilled life. And on my website, you know, there are links to a sneak preview of my book if you would like to look at, you know, read about that. There's links to order it. You know, it's, a, it's you can order it anywhere online, Amazon.com, any of the bookstores as well. It's in bookstores all over. Um, and then I also have a, a small pocket guide that's downloadable that is that talks about the 10 core fundamentals that, again, you know, I've sort of labeled as core uh, basic items that we should all consider as we live through any experience or in just day-to-day life. So that's out there. And then I also offer other services. Uh, that are grief-related as well as life-related. Now, to me, those go hand-in-hand, but I did separate them based on different feedback. So you can uh, take a look at that. And then I also have an audio CD out there that walks people through the fundamentals as well as how to connect, what are some of the things that you can consider um, when connecting to your loved ones on the other side, and, you know, what does that mean? So I talk about that and then I have my upcoming events page there and you can find a bunch of resources. I also have a blog that I post a newsletter at least once or twice a month um, where I, you know, cover a topic in depth and, you know, it's based on feedback that I get from from my all of my visitors out there. Yeah. It's I have to tell everyone out there, you know, you're going to have a blast. Uh just check it out. As a matter of fact, I was reading I was reading Debbie's blog earlier today. Um I wanted to talk for a minute about um the part in the book where you talk about dreams. Um and visited in dreams. And I think this is an area that um you, you know, folks have a sense about but don't understand. A lot of folks get afraid you know, when, mm-hmm. when this happens sometimes. And I would love for you to shine a little light on this. Absolutely. In fact, I, you know, the, we, I have a few stories in there about different experiences of others who have had their loved ones come to them in dreams. Yeah. And, you know, it is very scary because you don't know what to expect and you're not sure 
uh, you know, what's happening whenever you get a message. But I will tell you that a lot of times messages and signs and connections come to us through dreams. And the reason for that is because when we're sleeping, we're letting our guard down and we're not caught up in the day-to-day stress. So a lot of people are much more open to receiving different things during their sleep state. For me, I'm, I'm a person who enjoys my sleep, so I prefer to get all of my signs during the day when I'm awake and conscious. But that's a choice that I make. And to me, you know, I've, I've had many dreams and different signs come through there. But it, what I would say to everybody is if you're open to wanting to connect, if you're open to wanting to receive signs or messages in your dreams, then just say a little prayer before you go to sleep at night that, you know, you're open to receiving and to help you to remember your dreams. It's very interesting. What I would say to people is if you have a nightmare or a dream that doesn't necessarily feel good, don't always take that as something bad. You know, it could very well be a message to you about something that's happening in your life to protect you. And one of the stories that are in the book talk about a lady that, you know, she was having a hard time at work and uh, her counterpart who ran the division next to her, they had to work together, she didn't like her. So they didn't get along very well, and they were basically trying to push her out of the company. And she had a dream, and it was very disturbing to her, and we talked about it because she wasn't sure how to take it. But she had a dream where she walked into her grandmother's house who had passed you know, 30 years prior, and she was back in the same house when she was a little girl, same kitchen, same colors, you know, um, in the in the majority of the house, but in the kitchen, most of it was white, and on the wall was splattered blood, and that was disturbing because you think, oh my goodness, you know, if there's blood on the wall, then we all tend to think something bad is happening. Well, her grandmother said, you know, when she saw that, she said, why is there blood everywhere? And she didn't see her grandmother in the dream, but she did hear her voice, and her grandmother said look in the other room, and when she turned around and looked in the other room, she saw the other lady that she worked with and the executive, who they both reported to, standing behind her holding a knife with blood dripping off of it. Now, that doesn't sound warm and fuzzy at all. And, you know, anybody that wakes up wouldn't feel too good, but her grandmother, when she saw that, her grandmother said, now you know. And so when I was working with this lady, I said to her, you know, to me, it feels like the connection that you have with your grandmother is very strong as it relates to the color red. It could be blood. It could be anything, but it's red because it's vibrant, but it catches her attention. And I said to her, what I feel from that is that that's your grandmother coming. She wants to get your attention and make sure that you know that they are backstabbing you and it's time for you to move on and feel comfortable moving on. And so... Within a couple of weeks, she ended up quitting that job, and she got a great job that she's still working at to this day and loves it. And mm-hmm. so what I would say to people is be open to the messages that come through in dreams, and don't wake up always thinking something is bad. I think what we tend to do in life is we always think of the negative side of things first, because it seems like a lot of people are conditioned that way. And so what I try to help people with is change your thought process. Initially, it may be a little difficult, but then it becomes natural where you would look at that, look at that and say, okay, what is the blessing or the gift in this dream? And it really was protection. 
And so since that dream, she has several times had her grandmother come to her and give her messages and signs using the color red. So now she loves the color red versus her initial thought was, this doesn't feel good to me. So I would just say be open, everyone, to whatever messages come through and know that it's they're on your side and that you're protected and that you're being given the gift of these signs and messages to help you. And it's up to you to embrace them and take that, you know, bring it into your life and allow it to help you. You know, one of the other things you talk about, and it really goes along with what we're talking about now, is you talk about call all, calling all angels in the book. And what mm-hmm. you say is calling all angels, they're waiting. All you have to do is ask. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's kind of like asking you shall receive, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I, I want to talk about this because... You know, there are many, many folks believe this. They have to ask a certain way or they can't ask for this thing. They have to just be humble and ask for this thing that they can't ask for this about another person. I think we've created more reasons not to ask for spiritual help than any of the angels ever even imagined for us. You know what I'm saying here? Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about how important this this part of the book this chapter is oh it's it's absolutely tremendously important because if you don't ask you can't receive now of course you'll still receive but what i mean by that is if we have this beautiful resource of a higher power of angels of god of our loved ones of you know let's just call them higher power a higher power We have this resource for us to be able to reach out to. And so why not do that? You can do it in the privacy of your own mind. You know, you don't have to run around um, screaming it. You can, of course, but why not ask? And most of the time, I will tell you, I talk about this in the book, you know, you will receive an answer or you will receive a response. Sometimes we don't get all the answers because we are here to live experiences so that we can grow and learn from them. And, you know, they're not going to give us the answers. It's not like you can call them and say, what's the answer to this? You're not always going to get that because you're not meant to. You're meant to learn and figure it out on your own because there's growth in it for you. Mm-hmm. But why not ask? Mm-hmm. Change your thought process on thinking, if I ask, I'm weak. I ask all the time. All day long, every day, for everything, and I figure whatever I'm meant to receive, I'll receive, and I'm okay with it. You know, I love that. I love what you just said about that, because I've just started to do that myself. I mean, I actually have started to say, you know what, thank you so much for that brand new piece of equipment that has just showed up on our door. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know what the equipment needs to be, because that's not my area of expertise, but clearly we do need it. Ending is energetically for me, something changes. You know, there's something energetically that changes. It's kind of like we're releasing this, this, this energy uh, and putting it out into the universe. And there's such a sense of freedom from that. You know, you talk about something in the book along these lines around grief. 
mm-hmm. around what it means to feel grief and then anger. And I want to talk about this for a minute, if, if we could. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually have a caller. Let's go to the phones because I think nine times out of ten, our callers have better questions than I do. Why don't we go to the phone? Uh, welcome to the, yeah. Hi, Linda. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hey there. How can How we are help you? you tonight? Good, good. I'd like you to meet, um, uh, Debbie here. Hello. Hi, Debbie. Hi. Um, I, I was listening, I've been listening to this and a lot of things that you have said, um, have resonated about the guilt. Um, you talked about your sister and sleeping on the floor. Um, and and I've just been through this process with my mother, and um, I was basically sleeping in the bed next to her to make sure everything was okay. And when she passed, it was like, oh my God, I didn't do enough. I didn't do. Mm-hmm. I should have. I did. That that you know that that routine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a tough one to get rid of because it keeps coming back. Yeah. But. Um, you talk about the messages too. I mean, I, so this whole conversation that we're having is just—it's awesome for me because I'm, I'm, I can feel all the things that you're talking about. But how do you? Um, you talked about dreams and them come, people coming back to you in your dreams. How do you? How do you know that there's a message? Because everybody keeps saying to me, "Oh, your mother's around. She's telling you these things. She's showing you signs," but I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Well, it, so, first of all, yeah, it is very, very hard at first to be open to receiving messages or signs, especially when you are in a state of, you know, the, the emotions that you feel, the guilt, um, the anger, the sadness. You know, you have multiple emotions going on. Guilt is one of the biggest ones. And what I would suggest first is before you can really allow that connection to be there it's important for you to to just be in whatever emotion you have you have to allow we all have to allow ourselves to grieve when we lose someone and you know for some it might take a day for some it may take 10 years there really is no right or wrong time frame in which to grieve the most important thing though is to feel what you're feeling and don't deny yourself the guilt that you're feeling it's about accepting that. So be in acceptance of feeling guilty. And and even try talking out loud when you're by yourself and just say, you know, Mom, I feel really bad because I feel like I could have done something to keep you here longer. I, and, and then when you say that, you're going to feel emotions come out. Let yourself feel that. If you need to cry for five hours, do it because the way to move through what we feel is to release it. Let's face it, you've got to feel it. You have to process it and allow it to come out in the natural way that it wants to. What we all tend to do is we want to control that. You know, when I was younger, I thought, well, I'm not supposed to cry, so I'm not going to cry. It, well, that doesn't help me to heal. If I want to cry, I cry, and now I can cry anywhere because I think that's what helps me to release whatever I'm holding on to. And so right now what I feel is that you're... You're holding on to that guilt because, of course, everything you went through, you're questioning what you could have done. And so just accept it. Even say out loud, I accept the fact that I feel really guilty that my mom is no longer here. And get your emotions going behind that. And once you do that, 
and you really allow things to come out, you're then clearing your energy and you're lifting yourself up because energy is a really big thing for us. You know, depending on where you are energetically, are you feeling bad or are you feeling good? Whatever energy is sent out is what you will receive. So if you're feeling really bad, your mom is all around and she probably is sending you signs and messages maybe even hugging you, but you can't feel it because you're really pulled down from that guilt and the angst of losing her. And so the the healthiest thing you can do for yourself is really just process it, let it out, and then whenever you do, you'll start to feel some relief and give yourself a break because it does take some time. And then just say, okay, Mom, you know, I'm ready. I want it. You know, if you can make, if you can help me make a sign real obvious, <laughs> That would be very helpful to me. And, you know, just ask her and and be open to receiving. And what I would say from there is when you do receive signs and messages, just relax with all of them. I think what we tend to do is we look around, was that a sign? Was this a sign? Oh, my God, was that her? Just relax. Take a big deep breath and just be calm and allow things to come through the way they're supposed to and know and believe in your heart that she is around. And if she's trying to give you a specific message, you'll eventually get it. Right now, I think you just need to focus on you and and the feelings that you're faced with, you know, and allow that to come out and and progress from there. Well, and it's interesting that you said said that about the sign because I, I, um, it's been, it's been really difficult, um, because I've been, pretty hard on my brother and sister i i think because my feelings are i'm reacting to them and everything that they're doing and it's more i think about you know my mother passing um but Mm -hmm. we were sitting on the back porch and this was it was at my mom's house my brother and i were sitting there and um i was looking out and and because she has a real pretty view in the backyard. So I was looking out at that. I turned my head. Something made me turn and look the other direction at the house next door. And my mother was there. Mm-hmm. As clear as day, it was my mother, as in all white. But you could see sort of a frame of the glass. And I said, I told my brother to turn around and look. And he was like, I, I, he couldn't believe it either. But I don't know oh, that it was really it her. He or saw her as well. Pardon? He saw her as well. Yes, and I don't oh, know if it was because I keep thinking I was dreaming, no, and he kept saying, "It's no, Linda, you're not dreaming. It was her." Right. But I don't know what she was trying to tell me. She because I kept saying to her, yeah. "Pardon." I was just going to say that she just wants you to see her in white light, and that she's calm. Like I, I don't know if you felt peace from looking at her, or felt a smile in your heart, or felt a warm fuzzy. You know, did you feel any of that? Because she just wants you to know it's all good. I'm here and, it's, and I'm good. And and I guess maybe that's what I, I was feeling about it because I kept saying to her, because I felt so bad, uh, because every week I was taking her to, to for chemo and for her heart and trying to keep her going. And I know she was tired and I think she was, I, I know she was ready to, to go. Um, but of course you don't want them to go and you want them to keep going. And all I kept saying to her is just let me know that you're okay. Let me know that you're okay. And then there mm-hmm. she is, you know, a couple of days later in the sky. I mean, and it was, it was, it was huge. It was absolutely huge. You couldn't miss it. 
Um, And my brother went to get the camera to take a picture, you know, because thinking, well, okay, it's just the clouds and, you know, it's really not what we're seeing. And his phone, he tried to take a picture with his phone. His phone went dead. And my mother hated her picture taken. (laughs) And she hated that. So I said, well, okay. And so I went in, I went to get my phone. And by the time I came back, it had faded away. Mm. So so I don't know if it was really her or if it was just I wanted her to be there and she was there. Mm. You know, like if it's a figment of my imagination, I guess mm -hmm. is where I'm going with it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm. And and you're no different than everybody else. We all have those things where we want to think, is it just me doing that because I want to see her? To me, my answer is, does it matter? If you felt love and beauty from this, yeah. Does it really matter? <laughs> Let it be what it is and embrace that and enjoy it and hold that in your heart because it's beautiful. To me, it was her. And it obviously was her whenever she made his phone go dead because she doesn't like her pictures taken. That's <laughs> what they do. They do things to let you know, you know, what they typically do here. She doesn't like her picture taken, so she didn't let you two take a picture. I mean, that was her. But again, if you're not comfortable with feeling and saying that it was her, that's okay, too. Take what feels right to you. But I'll guarantee you, in your heart, you felt something. It was nice. So just hold on to that and know it's great. And she was answering your question whenever you said, you know, you you just want her to be okay. And that was her reaching out to tell you she is. Mm. Beautiful. You know, I wanted okay. to ask you, Debbie, I want to ask you a question. I mean, you know, uh, uh, in Linda's life now, if, if whatever is going on, she can still ask her mother questions. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All the time. Mm-hmm. I talk to my sister every day. There's probably not one day in 26 plus years that I have not quickly, even if it's three seconds where I say, I love you, Kath, I miss you. I either just say that or most of the time I'm asking her questions mm-hmm. and just talking to her. It's just a part of my my life it helps lift me up it it gives me that that love and support and strength a lot of the times that i need for day-to-day activities so i i love it and i think it's miraculous and i mm-hmm. believe it's something we're all meant to have it if it feels right to us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well linda okay, thank so I, you i can i can keep doing that so thank you this was absolutely uh, this was great this you have any do you have another much. question linda no, I'm, I'm, I actually am glad that I called because I'm glad that you said what you did about, um, about her being there because for me, I kept, like I said, I kept thinking that it was, you know, it's my imagination. I kept saying to my brother, did you see that? Mm. And he said, yes. And he, and he said to me, she's looking at you. <laughs> and I said, that's because I'm asking her to tell me she's okay. Wow. And, um, so mm. it was just, so you've reinforced it for me that I, I can believe it and not think it was that I was crazy. <laughs> like wow. it basically was what I was thinking. So yeah. thank you so much. Thank you. Thank and you, thank Linda. you for what you do. Oh, thank you. Mm. Wow. You know, so uh, I want to take another moment, uh, Debbie, and let folks know. Let's tell them again about the your website, how they can get a copy of the book. And, my gosh, this time is flying by. It sure um, is. My goodness. <laughs> Um, it's, my website is www.painintopeace.com 
And there is a sneak preview of my book on the website, but you can also go to Amazon.com. There's a sneak preview there as well. There are links on my website to find my book on Amazon. It is in bookstores everywhere. It's online on all the bookstores as well. Um, but you can find all of the links from my website, again, painintopeace.com. Mm. I wanted to uh, ask you one last question and also uh, share uh, some of uh, Linda's sentiments as well. And thank you so much, not just for being on the show, but for doing what you do, um, for helping so many people open their hearts um, and to just to just let all of us understand that there really are things greater than ourselves walking around in this human skin. So thank you so much for that. Thank you. Um, I wanted to ask you one last question. Um, What would you like to leave us with? What is your personal message to all of the listeners that are listening live and, you know, the many that will listen later on uh, listening to this show? What would you like to leave us with? I would like to say to everyone out there, do the best that you can to go within and follow your heart versus your mind. I think a lot of times, you know, we our minds go crazy on us, um, our ego gets involved, our lives are operating on fear, worries, doubts more than what it should be. And I would just like to ask everyone to really do the best you can to every day wake up Look in the mirror, love yourself, because each and every one of us are beautiful individuals, and we all have great gifts to give this world. Know that in yourself, and start the day off by saying, I'm a great person, and life is great, and do the best you can to try to shift your thought process to be more positive, because when you do that, the, the gifts just come flying in. It, it's a domino effect that when you can be more positive and when you can embrace every experience for what it is, you will grow as a person and you will be happier even during those times that are painful. So just do the best you can to wake up every day, appreciate yourself, love yourself, and try to look at life from a positive light versus the darkness that so many of us follow. So do your part in the world by doing that for yourself. You're one person doing it. And if everybody does it, we all together as a team, as a unity can help shift the energy in this world. And it's so badly needed. So I would leave that with everybody. I love it. Thank you, Debbie, so much for joining me here today. It has certainly been a delight. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This was a pure pleasure and it's been fantastic. All right, everybody out there, I know you've heard something, something that will open up your heart, that will perhaps change the way you feel the world, the way you feel that presence. And from all of us here at the Dr. Pat Show, we want to make sure that you live your best life. We'll see you next time. Grow. You can barely 
Listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world, one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio's mission is to broadcast a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour. Transformation Talk Radio showcases a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, education, and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Our hosts bring together some of the planet's most preeminent and visionary changemakers, best-selling authors, motivational speakers, leading-edge scientists and futurists, environmentalists and educators, world-renowned spiritual leaders, inventors, filmmakers, artists, mystics, and healers that are stimulating and supporting individual and collective growth. Get ready to create positive cultural shifts on Transformation Talk Radio. Join us in making a meaningful difference in the world. TransformationTalkRadio.com. That's TransformationTalkRadio.com. You're tuned in to Transformation Talk Radio. Think the Dr. Pat shows the cat's meow? Just listen to what some of her transformative guests have had to say. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? Uh, believe in yourself always. Remember that uh, you are a gift. You are a miracle. And the only way you can return any part of that gift is what you do with it. Live into yourself. Be that miracle. I love it. Eldon Taylor, everyone. And, and thank you, Pat. I love joining you. You're a wonderful host. Thank you. And we're going to bring Eldon back because we, we just haven't even scratched the surface here. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. Thank you for listening. And keep us tuned in right here on Transformation, Transformation Talk, Talk Radio. Radio. higher consciousness perspective. The hosts on Transformation Talk Radio offer a positive and new paradigm shift, a new vision for a collective future. They are empowering and helping all of us experience a powerful wave of personal shifts and cultural change as we break through to even greater levels of awareness. Take down our toll-free number, 1-800-930-2819. Call in, connect, Make sure you tap into some of the world's most empowering psychics, healers, and more. Get an on-air reading with the best. Tune in. TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everybody. We'll see you there. 
You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world, one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio's mission is to broadcast a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour. Transformation Talk Radio showcases a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, education, and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Our hosts bring together some of the planet's most preeminent and visionary change makers, best-selling authors, motivational speakers, leading-edge scientists and futurists, environmentalists and educators, world-renowned spiritual leaders, inventors, filmmakers, artists, mystics, and healers that are stimulating and supporting individual and collective growth. Get ready to create positive cultural shifts on Transformation Talk Radio. Join us in making a meaningful difference in the world. TransformationTalkRadio.com. That's TransformationTalkRadio.com. You're tuned in to Transformation Talk Radio. Think the Dr. Pat shows the cat's meow? Just listen to what some of her transformative guests have had to say. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? Uh, believe in yourself always. Remember that uh, you are a gift. You are a miracle. And the only way you can return any part of that gift is what you do with it. Live into yourself. Be that miracle. I love it. Eldon Taylor, everyone. And, and thank you, Pat. I love joining you. You're a wonderful host. Thank you. And we're going to bring Eldon back because we, we've just haven't even scratched the surface here. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. Thank you for listening. And keep us tuned in right here on Transformation, Transformation Talk Radio. Radio.